Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Well, hey, everybody. Gil and Brenda Stewart here with Restored and Remarried and uh, tips, tools, and tingles for your relationships, remarriages, marriages, and those long-standing loving relationships oh that is so ooey gooey that's just so like yeah old man joke it is, kind it is. of thing today i want to address a really important issue which we have entitled brenda can you do the drum roll stop nagging stop nagging me yes so today ladies i want you to make sure that your your hubby, your love of your life, your significant other, make sure that they listen to this this episode <laughs> because I am going to kick their butt. What? I am going to kick their butt because you're nagging them for a reason. And that is why we're going to talk to you about your nagging, but where does it really originate? Where does that come from? Where does nagging come from? Well, what kind it, of day have you had today, Well, Gil? today <laughs> today I have been in my counselor's chair talking to many couples. And you know, there's been this, this theme all day long <laughs> about guys not following through and leading their families. So I got home tonight and I kind of went, okay, Brenda, what? why is it so important for guys to follow through, do what they've been asked or do what they say and lead? Why is that important, Brenda? Well, I think for me as a woman, um, oh my gosh, that to me is like, duh, why, why wouldn't you lead her? Uh, totally protected. Um, and my respect for you goes up because you're a man of your word and what you, your word is your, you know, you, you follow through, you do what you say you're going to do. Um, I feel like I'm really heard when we've agreed that you're going to do something and you do it. And I think I feel cherished too. Cherished. Yeah. Cherished. What is that word? I mean, that's a song from the 60s about <laughs> cherished. You know, we're not going to sing it because that was by the Carpenters or somebody out there. But, you know, that was a really popular song. Cherish is the word. No, maybe it was the, the three lettermen. I can't remember. I am old. Just, just face <laughs> it. I'm old. I remember songs like that. But cherished, what does that mean, Brenda? That's part of being thought of ahead of time. Like, like a lot of times you'll do things for me that I don't even think about, but you know that are important to me, like, you know, putting gas in the car. To me, when you do that, that makes me feel like you're protecting me because you want don't want me to run out of gas. You don't want these, you know, simple little delicate hands to get the smell of gasoline on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that really means a lot gosh. when you do that to me for me. Okay, okay. So you feel secure, protected, heard, cherished just because I follow through with what you want me to do. Or you even do things that I don't even ask you to do. But yeah, mainly when it comes to, you know, to stay on topic here, that when you ask, when you say you're going to do something and you do it, 
I, it just, you know, I think I fall prey to not thanking you because I just know you're going to do it. So right. I know for me, as you know, having someone that does follow through, I've got to make sure that I acknowledge that. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. But there's a really, really important thought here when you said the word protected. How do you feel protected just because I do what I should be doing anyway? Something simple as filling up your gas tank makes you feel protected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talking about finances, taking out the trash, doing the dishes when not asked. I mean, I'm trying to score points here, but protected, I don't get that. It's so simple, but it's so complex. I guess part of the protection is knowing that you've got my back, that I know you're capable <laughs> of making the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I can you make can the bed. You can be trained. <laughs> yes, I can. Mm-hmm. No, that was early on in the early days. We both trained each other, I think, to be able to work together and honor each other because you know, it's, there's just balance in our relationship. And, and, you know, you're talking about this whole follow through and your word is your word. And to me, your word, you know, represents your character too. But, you know, we were talking earlier and you you were really fired up about men not following through. And yes, you know, I hear that from other women all the time, their frustration. But let me ask you in the counselor's chair, have you ever seen women that don't follow through and don't keep their word. Oh, so you're going to turn it back on me? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going to you're going to change the you're going to change this up so that you don't have to tell me really what's behind the nagging. Okay. <laughs> really, I want to know. I mean, that was the the title of the episode. Stop okay, nagging. Well, okay. Me. Well, let's take it back then. So we you went to f- keeping your word. Yeah. So what does that have to do with nagging? But you're always bugging me. You're always telling me what to do. You're always upset. You're always frustrated. You're always like, wow, 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 wow. Why? People nag because I think a lot of it is you say you're going to do something and you don't do it. And because that happens, then you don't feel safe. You don't feel secure. You don't feel protected. You don't feel heard. No. So the more I remind you to do whatever it is you're supposed to do. The more cutting... Chris, yeah, just, but it's not the thing that I want you to do. It's what is the, it that you want? If you did it, I would feel fill in the blank. I would feel cherished, protected, on and heard, on, 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 on. respected. So that's what's behind the nagging is, is that it's not about the thing. It's about you being validated. Mm, yeah, that's a good word. It's you being yeah. validated that you were heard and that I actually didn't defend myself but really understood that you know, it's not the thing. It's about you feeling valued. See, and that's where, you know, we've talked a lot about the whole communication thing, but it's not about the communicating about what you're going to do or Forget not Forget about do. communication. It's about the connection. Yeah. you got to drop it down from the head to the heart. It's the like connectication. It's, that's right. Okay, okay. So you didn't answer my question. No, I'm still <laughs> dodging the question because I'm still chasing this thing here about what's behind the nagging. So I'm starting to get this clearly. So your question was, what if it's reversed role? Yeah. Say it again. So, you know, in the counselor's chair, especially it sounds like today was a very full day of this not following through. From, have you heard, you know, the wives not following through and the and the husbands being frustrated with their wives for not following through? Yeah, I did. I did. But what, I, Give me an example. But, but before I go there. I want, I want you to, to realize that I think a lot of the guys 
are trying to please their wives. They're trying to please their hmm. girlfriends. Okay. And they're trying so hard to please that they are actually not pleasing them because they aren't following through. They go to emotion. They go to placating. They go to like, I'm trying, I'm trying. But in reality, they ain't trying at all. They've dropped into their emotional state of defending themselves because they feel offended or pushed on. And so nothing happens. We just go into a tailspin of defense. So why do they do that? Why don't they just do what they said they were going to do and then they wouldn't have to go to all this defensive stuff? Because they're reluctantly not following through and leading because maybe they're insecure. Maybe they feel like a failure. Maybe they feel like, oh, I don't understand the connection between maybe I should think about what I'm going to do. Maybe ask you about a few things. Like what? Well, what would you like me to do with the finances? What would be helpful? How can we collaborate? And then after I've heard your thoughts on the thing, whatever that might be, taking out the trash, building the fence, fixing the roof, taking you out to dinner, whatever that might be. After I've gotten your thoughts and I've thought about it and I believe that, oh, okay, I think I got it, then do it. Don't say, well, I'm going to do it. Just do it. Follow through, dummy. (laughs) Come on, get off your butt and go do it. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do it. No, go do it. Because once you do that, your actions, oh gosh, really? Your actions speak louder than your words, guys. Come on. Your big boys, get off your butt and go do what you know you need to do to protect your wife, your kids. So I'm going to come back to the question you asked. Yeah. Do some women become reluctant to lead? No, follow through on their word. Like they say they're going to do something and they don't. Yeah. I do see that because the women aren't going to follow through. They're going to talk to their guys at a communication level, at head level. They're going to be intellectual. They're going to have some good connection, but they aren't going to drop to the heart because they don't trust you. Women don't trust their guys because of the follow through. And so they're not willing to go to the, to the, to the heart level, if you want to put it that way, because they're reluctant to get hurt again or disappointed again or feel unprotected again. On and on it goes. And so, yeah, they don't follow through because that's going to take an act of vulnerability on their part, and it hasn't worked out well over the years. So then it sounds like if the guys aren't following through and the women aren't following through, there's like a stalemate going on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm not moving until you move. Well... That's crazy cycle. It is indeed crazy cycle. We will do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But we are in the stalemate of which goes to that place of, oh, just throw another rock on the wall. Now we've got more division. And we the have wall no unity. between us, not to protect us. Yeah, talked about well, that and then, and then a lot of it, too, I think, is we get so... We were meeting with a couple last night. They're so busy protecting themselves from each other It's like they can't even see over the wall that's come between them. And I love the quote that we use in our seminar. It's, um, I'm so busy protecting myself, there can't be an us. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 I'm I'm too busy with me. We don't get a we. And, yeah. And I just, yeah. I just wrote something on our newsletter going out soon that said that's the one of the number one reasons people divorce is because of selfishness. 
And if we would just turn the turn the tide a little bit here and think about being a little selfless, um, I think that can be hard to do when you're not used to having that in your relationship. But to be able to like put that little toe out and test the water for trust is important. Well, Brenda, I mean, when I'm when I'm sitting in the chair talking to these couples, and I ask the question of the couple, mm-hmm. specifically the lady. Mm-hmm. What happened for you when, you know, Charlie did the very thing that you were waiting for him to do and he didn't need prompting, he just went ahead and did it. And the response emphatically has been, my trust got a little stronger. Mm. So if the DNA of any relationship is trust and honesty and I am dealing with selfishness and vulnerability is like, you got to be kidding then how do I get anything done by being nagged and being reluctant? We get nowhere. It is the stalemate of the century. But that is that place of the wall of mm-hmm. getting behind our wall. So talk to me a little bit about that. Well, and for those of you that aren't familiar with the wall, you can go back to one of our earlier podcasts. I think it's episode number one. And we talk about building, you know, you, you've, in the past, you may have heard walls that you build that come between people and give, you know, defenses go up and everything. We want to reframe the wall. And that's a matter of putting the wall out in front of you that the couple comes behind to protect. And some of the things that can come come against that wall are, you know, in the step family for sure would be the ex-laws, the in-laws, the exes. Your kids. Mike, yeah, your kids. Your mother. (laughs) Finances, the job. Your mother. My mother. Oh, we love your mother. (laughs) But the idea of um, getting behind the wall together and, and that whole team mentality of your marriage, your relationship is a team. And you want that team to be healthy and strong and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And impact positively those people around you. Hopefully those people, which uh-huh, are uh-huh. your children. Yeah, which you love, but they will be leaving one day. And what are they going to take with them with what example you showed them? I want to tell you a story um, about a young girl. Let's say she's, uh, she's about 14 or 15 years old, and she loves cantaloupe. And cantaloupe happens, you know, at certain times of the year. And if you want cantaloupe in her particular home, they have this rule that if it ain't on the list, i.e. the grocery list, it probably isn't going to get picked up. So she comes down and uh, says, hey, dad. And she happens to be addressing her dad and her stepmom is sitting in the room. She happens to be the stepmom, the one who goes and does all the grocery shopping. Most of the time. And the daughter, stepdaughter in this case, says, Dad, this, this is, this is, a, this is, a, this is a, a melon. This is a honeydew melon. It's not a cantaloupe, is it? And the answer is, well, no, sweetie. The, that's, that's a honeydew, not a cantaloupe. Well, I want a cantaloupe. And she does the teenage thing and <laughs> curls her lip and goes, Bleh! and then walks out the kitchen. And the stepmom goes, I just hate that. I know she likes cantaloupe, but it wasn't on the list. And then the mom, i.e. the stepmom and the bio dad, proceed to have an argument or the Cold War, and they don't talk to each other for the rest of the evening. Because of the daughter. Because of the daughter. And her attitude, huh? Right. 
And the mom, stepmom, starts to nag the dad. Hmm. And I'm going, oh. So I, I'm talking to the dad, and I'm kind of going, dude, you could have done something. He goes, what? I said, you could have said, hey, to your daughter, sweetheart, honey child, whatever you call your daughter, could you come here back for a second and say, you see this list here? There ain't no cantaloupe on there. <laughs> there was honeydew. You didn't put it down. You know the rule. Had the cantaloupe been on the list, you'd have gotten cantaloupe. So please watch your attitude and you know the rule for the next time. The end of the story is, I said, hey, lady, if your, your guy, your husband, would have spoke to your stepdaughter that way, would have you, and she finished my sentence, I would have felt protected. I would have mm. felt like he followed through. And I felt like he'd have been leading rather than being reluctant. Mm. And you know what? That whole story could be in a nuclear family, too. Because that happens all the time. But in a step family, honey, more it so. is so yeah. much. Because there's so much stuff tied to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not protecting me. It's your daughter. It's mine. And then you got attachment things with your kids and my kids. And it's the marriage that starts getting pulled. Yeah. The marriage gets pulled apart over cantaloupe. Are you kidding? It's on the list. These are the house rules. That's part of leading, guys. Just the simple stuff. You are smart men. You run companies. You, you, you run businesses. You have great jobs. You, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you do good. But if you start leading creatively, your wives, your children are going to take notice. And then that frustration that you feel because I'm just trying to keep everybody happy. It's not possible. You cannot harness all of the bees in your in, in in your nest, it's not possible. It's like herding cats. It's like herding okay, cats. Okay, so something just came to mind. So let's say that you have a guy that is, uh, let's say, a military background or very type A and just like overboard with the list kind of stuff. That can, as healthy as that can be and follow through, and I get that, but I just also want to balance that I know some people that, you know, ladies that have married guys that are leaders and strong and that's what they wanted, but sometimes they can take it a little too far. Yeah. So what do you say to those guys? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a military guy and you are new to the step family world, mm. your children are not in your command, especially if they are your stepchildren. You have no rank with them. You are a private. <laughs> you are swabbing the deck. You need to earn their respect by loving them and loving their mother. You have some work to do to build respect and a position of influential words. Just because you are the major at the base means nothing to your kids, especially your stepkids. And to come down with a hard hand is actually going to be detrimental. Well, I think that's where that, that teamwork and having those conversations behind the wall in a, you know in your bedroom figure out what the plan is of let's say the list the grocery list so that you both are supporting each other and you're on the same page and if one person's a little bit more you know into the details and it's got to be exactly this way and the other guy the other partner is you know kind of 
wishy-washy about you've got to come to a happy medium where you both agree because boy the kids are going to sniff that out in an instant and they're going to try to take you out that's that's their job (laughs) 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 love those people yeah I, i think what i'm hearing you say is is that you know if you are over the top with expectations you better ratchet it down a couple little bit, uh, a couple notches a little bit, so that you can take a big swig of grace mm. for one another and for your children. Ultimately, especially in a home where we are saying we are following the golden rule, that we have Christian principles, I would honestly say who was the biggest servant leader on the face of the planet? I mean, it's it's the Sunday school answer, but it's the truth. It is Christ who gave himself, who gave himself in a way that was sacrificial and maybe even misunderstood a few times, but was never a pushover, was always following through, protecting and loving well, but led through sacrifice, led through humility and protected those that were defenseless. So I think as as we wrap this up, it's like the ni- the nagging will stop. Wrapping this up, the nagging will stop when, guys, we speak to our wives lovingly and with, with respect, begin to think about how to collaborate, mm-hmm. think about what you guys talk about together, and then just go do it. Because if she's asking you some things to do and you don't do it, you are literally tearing down trust and the ability to be honest with one another. And when the intimacy at that level dies out, I'm just going to hit you right where it counts, guys. Don't expect a whole lot in the bedroom. Mm, Ouch. That's truth. That's right. That's right. I'm going to shut up now because there's probably guys guys swearing at me right now. (laughs) I'm really sorry, guys, but it's where we live. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of dropping down from that head to the heart and ask those questions. You know, how are you, what is, what would that experience be for you? How would you feel if I followed through? Oh my gosh. I mean, it sounds like such a simple question, but that, that's a good, that's a good date question. When you're out on a date, cause you are dating, correct? Uh, that would be a really good date question. What happens, what happens when, when I follow through? What happens mentally, physically, emotionally? What's going on? That boy, when you, if you have those conversations and it's anything you can share with us, it's maybe G-rated or not, <laughs> we would love to hear. So email at Brenda at RestoredAndRemarried.com because, you know, I'm we're really starting to ask people more to engage with us and share their stories because we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the stories. And some of the things I'm hearing that you guys are doing out there are awesome and they need to be shared with other people. I mean, if your story can encourage one other couple, man, it's that's why we do what we do. If we can help one couple get over that hump of I hate you to I love you, then that's then our job is done and hopefully you know that's what we're called to do. So what where where do we find you again, Brenda? <laughs> ah <laughs> Brenda at restoredandremarried.com. Please or, go please go on the website, uh, folks, and, and, and like and share the podcast because if you ain't got the marriage You ain't got nothing. And to all the guys I love you. I hope you'll listen again. (laughs) Bye.
You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag Restored and Remarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.